Welcome to My Father Before Me, the podcast where a Gen X dad forces his teenage son to watch the movies that I grew up with. I'm Brian Perillo. I'm Connor Perillo. And welcome back for our second episode. Con, good good uh, feedback on episode one? Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been good. How do you, how's it feel being a podcast host? Feels pretty good. Feels, uh, I like it. I like, I like doing this. <laughs> I'm glad. He's not the best color guy in the league for nothing, folks. A little bit of a sneak peek for tonight's uh, movie. But um, before we jump into the movies, Con, um, you know, we kind of jump right into it in episode one. There are a few people that we should really thank uh, for helping us to get this podcast up and running. Uh, first and foremost, I got to thank uh, Rob Briscoe, my former co-host on my old podcast, Young Candy X-Cast. The OG. The OG, the podcast we did for 15 years or so, and... Um, you know, Rob did all the back-end technical stuff on the podcast, um, and I just sort of showed up and, and talked, and uh, now I'm kind of learning how to do this back-end stuff, publishing the podcast, editing the podcast, and a lot of work on that. And so I want to thank Rob for helping um, teach me a little bit about how to do that. And also uh, Brett Scott from the Marvel Plus podcast. Um, you know, he was a, a, someone who show I've been on a couple times and who... Uh, being that he's in the current podcast game, I went to ask a bunch of questions, and he's been super helpful. So if you haven't checked out Marvel Plus, he's, he does all the movies and TV shows that Marvel's putting out. So wanted to make sure we thanked him as well. Uh, who else? Anyone else that we should be thanking? I think you covered it. All right. You want to thank? I mean, yeah. Thank you to everyone who listened. Tell them the story about your teacher and what happened at school with the podcast, because I thought that was interesting. Yeah, shout out Mr. Lunetta. Mr. Lunetta... My ELA teacher told him about the podcast. Um, he didn't believe me, and I pulled it up, and we listened to the first app in class. He actually listened, made the whole class listen to the podcast. Yeah. It was fun, though. Yeah. I had a, it was a fun class. Were you embarrassed? No. All right. Good. I like to hear that. Um, all right. We also got a couple emails and things, so let's give that out. Uh, if you want to join us on our Facebook page, My Father Before Me, uh, is the Facebook page. Uh, you can come join us on the, on the page there to discuss the episodes and give us some suggestions on what else you'd like to see on the podcast. Uh, and also you can email us at, uh, I was, I, I messed up the email address last time. It's before me podcast, before me podcast at gmail.com before me podcast at gmail.com. Um, and we did get a couple emails, so I just wanted to read a couple of them. Um, Shout out to Deb who sent us an email. Said she really liked the uh, generational thought touchstones that we had to yesterday, today, and whatever tomorrow yeah. brings. Thank so, you, Deb. Yep. So that was nice. Thanks so much, Deb, for the email and for listening. Um, and we got an email from Kurt. Uh, I thought this was really interesting. He said, just listened to the show and loved it. I'm not surprised that the teenager would have the movie about teens in his top 15 movies ever. Said, I bet if you went back and asked a 16-year-old BP, he'd have a similar response. Uh, yeah, see? He agrees with me. Yeah, maybe maybe so much. Uh, that might be true, I guess. Um, he also thinks it's amazing that you compile and keep track of your top 100. Yeah, it so, took a bit. Yeah, so I thought one of the things that was, he suggested that maybe we could do at the end, um, doesn't have to be a, a whole segment, but we'll just throw out a number. You pull out your phone and tell us like what that number is on your hundred top one hundred movie list. Good idea. I'll we'll be do down that, for that. Maybe do that at the end. All yeah. Right. All right. Great. All right. Um, anything else before we jump into today's movie con? Nah, let's do it. We're good. Right. We have a good one. We do. So, in honor of spring, spring has sprung. 
In honor, oh my God. in honor of baseball season, uh, we have decided to do classic <laughs> 80s baseball movie, Major League. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, always, I'm a big baseball fan. Uh, always difficult when people say, "What's your favorite baseball movie?" It's hard to compare a movie like Major League to like Moneyball or Pure Dreams. Yeah, completely different tones. One of the things I love about baseball, right? The movies have very different tones. There's so many different avenues to explore. Um, but yeah. uh, I've been a baseball fan since I was a kid, and uh, you know, Major League is one that that hits me now. Um, Khan, this is certainly not the first time you've seen Major League, right? No. Uh, this was the second time, though. So oh, it was a really? good refresher, yeah. You have not seen it a, a bunch of times? No. Do you nope. remember the first time you saw Major League? Yeah, I think I was actually probably too young to watch it. Because it's rated R, right? So, well, like, it is. I think to really just for language, yeah. I think. So I think it was like one of the first radar movies I watched. I think you're actually right. I think maybe... I'd well, probably... the first radar movie was Lost Boys. And then... Wow. Lost Boys, yeah. right? Okay, that's a good one. We'll have to do that one, too. Yeah, um, great one. So, Major League, so you were, I don't know, maybe 12 when we watched it the first time? Yeah, around how, there. And maybe how, 11. How much of it did you remember watching it this time? Not much at all. I remembered Vaughn, um, Wild Thing, but that was the only character I really remembered, actually. Interesting. Okay, so this was kind of a fresh take. This is going to be kind of a... Fresh yeah, take kind of on. like first time. All right. So, Con, let's talk. Now, Connor's also a baseball fan. Watches a lot of... Love baseball. We're both Red Sox fans. Uh, I've got um, all three boys Ugh. are Red Sox fans. Tough season. Um, yes. Not, maybe not this year. Um, Con played... Gave up baseball young. Very young. Too yeah. young. I well, wish I stayed with it. Do you wish you stayed with it? Yeah. You were pretty confident. Con came to me maybe eight, nine years old. It was like, Dad, I don't want to play this Little League thing anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I'll... I, I guess it just wasn't for eight-year-old me. Yeah, and that's okay. I just uh, always thought it was, you were very comp. I remember thinking how confident you were for an eight-year-old. Like, it wasn't even a discussion. Like, Con, really? You should stick with it. Because both, both of his brothers play baseball. Um, and Con now does stats for the for the mm-hmm. high school team. Because he yeah. watches, I think, more baseball than your brothers do. I do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you can tell you really like it. But I, yeah. I always thought it was interesting how confident you were at eight. You, you moved to the soccer field and never really looked back. Yep. Sounds great. about right. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I bring that up because I did ask your older brother, who's um, just about to turn 18 and a senior, Chris, um, when we were watching Major League for the for the podcast, when I was watching it, we try and watch them separately, which I think is good because we can kind of take our own notes and then talk about it here. Um, but when I was watching Major League for the podcast, I asked Chris to come watch. I said, come watch. We're watching Major League. I'm watching Major League for the podcast. And he said to me, I've seen that movie a hundred times. So, I think, yeah, I think he's watched that with his friends, probably. I think his friends know that movie. I, but if I would ask my friends, I don't think any of them would know it. Well, that's what I was getting at. I thought it was interesting that in eight, now anybody in my generation has watched this movie a hundred yeah, times. Yeah, a lot people. of people in my grade don't know it. They don't know Major No, and it's so sad, yeah. It's interesting because, again, maybe because Chris is you know such a baseball player, he's a hardcore baseball player he and his friends have watched it but he I thought it was interesting he said I've watched it a hundred times I did make Mark Connor's youngest brother who is just about to be 13 I didn't make him I told him we were watching a baseball movie and he sat down and watched the whole thing and he's not a big movie guy so for him to sit down and watch a whole movie <laughs> did he laugh at the yeah jokes? yeah he seemed to really enjoy it <laughs> so um so really the while we're doing it for the podcast it was really a whole family affair I got all, all That's the good. boys sort of watching or talking about Major League all right, so let's start with Major League, 1989. Uh, I, it came out in 1989. I don't remember. Interestingly enough, I was 15 when this movie came out. 
and I don't think I saw this in the theater. I don't know. I don't remember every... There's some movies I have very strong images of, of seeing it as yeah. a kid. Who I saw it with. What movie theater. Some I remember very clearly. I don't think I saw Major League in the theater. I believe this was another movie, like um, we talked about Breakfast Club, that was on HBO constantly, all the time. Mm. And maybe even like TBS and like, you know, probably the edited yeah. version. And I, I mean, it was one of those movies that every time it comes on, even to this day, if you see it on, it's one of those yeah, movies that just... I stop and watch. Yeah. But I think watching it again, it's just one of those movies that every line I think I know by heart. I can't tell you how many times I've seen this movie. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like it'd be a great like hit for the movie theater, but it feels like one of those movies that is just always playing on TV. You know, you just turn it on and just start watching. Like yeah, you just said, it kind of a classic. So let so let's start. So there, I also did some research and found out some interesting things about it that I'll get to in a second. But um, so your first impression. So you're watching this. You did you you remembered there was a guy named Vaughn who was yeah. kind of wild thing. Obviously, that the plot is kind of formulaic. But what did you think sitting down watching Major League really? For the first time since you were a little kid. I really, like, I was trying to, like, I was trying to figure out, like, if this was actually, like, true. Like, did the, did the Indians suck? Slash Guardians, whatever you want to call them. Did they suck this bad? Yeah, back in the 80s, they did, right? That, that part's all true, that they didn't, they hadn't been in the World Series, I think, in 35 years. I still don't think they've won it. They went to the World Series, I know, I think, in 95. At least one time in the '90s, and they got. They've good. definitely made some far post runs. Yeah, they've made some far postseason runs, but I don't think. I, I yes, I think for a long time they were um, <laughs> very bad, and and in the old days in baseball, now you know with wild cards, a lot of teams make the playoffs. In the old days, you had two divisions really, and it was you know American League and National League, and then eventually American League East and and West, and that was it. You had to win your division to to win uh, to get to the playoffs. So all you see in the news, the movie starts with sort of a love letter to Cleveland. Um, David Ward, who who made the movie and who would later find a lot of success making Sleepless in Seattle. Have you ever seen that? No, one? I've never heard of that. Okay, that, that one maybe we could talk about. Um, that was a big movie in the '90s, early '90s. Um, but he was a local boy, I guess, who grew up in Cleveland, loving the Indians. And you can tell the beginning of the movie starts with a Rand. Did you recognize Randy Newman, who did the song? The song, yeah, yeah. the song is great. Yeah. Uh, which is the same guy who did "You've Got a Friend in Me" from oh, Toy really? Story. Yeah. I kind of see it now. Yeah, see yeah. the voice, right? And kind of you know it starts with that that sort of song about about Cleveland um, and showing you sort of these iconic parts. But it looks like a drab city. Like he didn't go out of his way to make it sound seem like seem like amazing. Right, right. Yeah. Like it's you got the smokestacks and the kind of dreary buildings. I liked how he was real with it. Yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. I it is interesting uh, that one of the statues is the, one of the Cleveland Guardians is a statue that's one of the statues in the beginning mm. of the movie and of course that's what they as you said went on to to change their name to from the Indians um but anyway so that's how the movie starts with the score and then you see the working class city of Cleveland and then we're introduced to um Rachel Phelps who is the the ex-showgirl wife of the uh Indians owner the Indians owner's passed away she's taken over control of the team and I didn't know this, that she was based on a real person, uh, Georgia oh. Frontier, who owned the Los Angeles Rams in the NFL and wanted to move them to her home city of uh, St. Louis, which she eventually actually was able to do. Um, and of course, in the movie, uh, uh, Rachel Phelps wants to move the, the team to, to Miami, Miami yeah. where she wants to go live kind of the high class. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of the plot as it unfolded? I thought it was like... I feel like 
I thought it was a little like basic, but I I mean all the jokes and stuff make up for it. Like, yeah, it's it's not but, a highbrow. No, uh, it's right. not. You want you don't watch it for the plot, right? Although the little the romance story, I uh, liked it between Jake Taylor and uh, Rene Russo's character. Um, I feel like you need to add something like that to keep it a little balanced. Yeah, I thought I thought they did a good job. There's actually some really good character moments. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody kind of gets their. Well, moment. he's your main character. Yeah, so we're so we're, we're interested. Of course, she wants to lose so she can move the team to Miami. Um, and so she assembles a really bad baseball team. Yeah. And we're introduced to all the characters as they show up for spring training. So let's talk. What did you think about the characters? Well, which ones in particular? Well, who was your favorite one? Well, Vaughn was my favorite one. All right, Rick I liked Vaughn. Will- Willie Hayes. Yeah, okay. Rick yeah. Vaughn played by Charlie Sheen. So every baseball player in the movie, of course, has a weakness, right? It's very clear. They show up. They've got a strength and a weakness, right? Ricky Vaughn is the pitcher. Who throws super hard but doesn't have any control? Mm-hmm. Um, you said Willie Mays Hayes, um, speed played, but can't hit. Right, played by Wesley Snipes, super fast. Uh, kind of a, a star-making turn for Wesley Snipes. Did you know who he was, Wesley Snipes? No the actor. He went on to play Blade, I believe, in the early Marvel movies. Ooh. Yeah, I heard those weren't great. Oh yeah, I haven't watched those. So, um, but yeah, uh, uh, um, Wesley Snipes and Will, as Willie Mays Hayes. Pedro Serrano, who hits the heck out of the ball, but can't hit a curveball. <laughs> curve. <laughs> um, Roger Dorn, who is the high, high-priced free agent who can hit but can't feel the ball yeah. and is just really more concerned about himself and not the team. Um, uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, of course, Jake Taylor, the main character, is the catcher who's yeah. at the tail of his career with bad knees. Um, uh, oh, there's and, another question I want to ask you about. Yeah. The catcher. You know when he, he's like taunting the batters? Do people actually do that? I think they do, but I don't know to that extent. But I only know that because it happens in all the baseball movies. And Bull Durham, Crash Davis <laughs> does that. Uh, Kevin Costner's character. Yeah, yeah, I love that scene, right? Yeah, There's it's a scene great. Where, um, where um, Vaughn is... He does it twice, yeah. Yeah, Vaughn is out of gas. Like he's like, I, <laughs> And he's the catcher. says, just put it over the plate. I'll take care of the rest. And he, he sort of gets in the batter's ear and distracts him. So the kid yeah. winds up popping up. Um, I thought it was interesting. Some of those Yankees characters were played by real baseball players. Like, oh, uh, really? Pete Vukovic was played Clue Haywood, the big Yankee slugger. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the uh, was a real Yankee pitcher who um, who played uh, their closer. I think it was the Duke or, or so. Yeah. So um, that was kind of interesting. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, the characters I think are great. You kind of get to know them all. Um, uh, you know, right off the bat, we see this um, rivalry though between Roger Dorn. And uh, Ricky Vaughn, right? When he, he yeah. plays the joke on Ricky Vaughn, he puts the red tag in his locker that sort of says, oh, you're heading down you're to cut. the mi- minor yeah. leagues, right? You're getting cut. And then we find out he wasn't really cut. It was a joke. Mm-hmm. And that rivalry goes through the whole movie. Yeah, especially when he just could have made the play and just didn't make the play. Right. And, and that was a whole thing. Right, exactly. When Roger Dorn's lazy and doesn't make the play for Vaughn, right? Um, actually, I really like that scene because uh, Vaughn... Jake Taylor is the leader of the team, the catcher, and kind of goes out to right. the mound. And Vaughn says to him, um, you know, he's mad. He's like, ah, oh, fucking Dorn. Could have <laughs> made that play. And, and Taylor's like, oh, sh- sh- you know, shut up, Vaughn. You know, he's doing his best out there or whatever. And then after the game, you see yeah, Taylor yeah. goes to. Taylor goes to his house. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, don't don't ever do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, he knew. He was just, he wanted Vaughn to like stay in control. 
Right. Um, and then, of course, you get the subplot. Um, so, yeah, the, what, what did you think about... Did you find that part boring when Jake Taylor was kind of wooing the girl, trying to get her back? His yeah, kind of at first, but it progressed. I mean, not to the point where I was like, oh, my God, let's get back to the romance. But, I mean, it was a good... Like, they can't keep playing games and showing the games all the time. So it was a good, like, scene to cut to after the baseball scenes. But yeah, I thought for the most part... I, you know, the only one that maybe goes on a little long... Was it in the library? Yeah, the yeah. library scene. Or or what about the... Uh, I actually kind of like the um, the cocktail party scene mm-hmm. when he goes into the... He tries to get Yeah, to that house. one was good. And the... the the um, what was it boyfriend or fiance yeah yeah he was like taunting him that was funny yeah, yeah. i like that he says come in have a beer and then uh <laughs> i like the my favorite part of that scene is when the the old lady they're like oh you know um who do you play for jake he's like oh i play for the indians and <laughs> she's, she's like, like you're in Cleveland? last place <laughs> she goes she goes we still have a do they still have a team <laughs> yeah that was good right um and then yeah when he walks out of the house and the guy says something like uh, stay away from her yeah, he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, no, I think he says, suck my dick. Yeah, he yeah. said that. I was just, <laughs> I was keeping it a little down. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um, oh, we didn't talk about Lou Brown, the manager. Oh my God, I love him. Yeah, you gotta love him, right? I recognize his voice. I don't know what else he was in. That's a good question. I don't know either. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just such a class. You know, he's got so many classic, like, my kind of team, Charlie, you know? I yeah. Like- Give him the heater. Like, you know, all that Forget stuff. Forget about the curve. Give him the heater. Yeah. Like, the manager's great. Um, I love the scene where uh, Dorn brings it. He says, you know, Dorn, you owe me, I think, 40 sit-ups for, you know, every time yeah. you... And then and then Dorn brings him the contract. He's like, it says I don't have to do any calisthenics that I don't feel are necessary. And he whips it out and just, like, pees on the contract. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really... It's so stupid, but it was great. Yeah. I, I do think, though... We, we, the other piece that really makes the movie is Bob Euchre, and that is the radio announcer, mm, yeah. who is a real radio announcer, I think from Milwaukee, uh, hadn't did for years, and uh, uh, you know a big name in baseball. Uh, he is unbelievable in this yeah. movie, and I forget. And there's a bunch of classic lines, right? Just a bit outside that, which um, if, if I, that I looked up, and it says is actually one of the top ten quoted lines of any movie ever. Really? Like they're like, just a bit outside. Right? Um, when he throws the ball, you know, 10 yeah. feet away. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, But the, 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 if you actually listen to it, I watched it this time. Really, every time Bob Euchre speaks, there's something funny. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he starts off trying to put this positive spin on this bad team, right? Everything he says, you know, they love this town. They love this team here in Cleveland. And there's, you know, six people in the stands or, you know, oh, how can they, yeah. when, when Vaughn is throwing the, the, pitches how can they lay off pitches this close you know and his pitches are all over the place what'd you think of that i've no it was so funny because i knew i knew he was gonna be funny when there was like literally like no people there he's like all right well, good turnout here today in cleveland yeah and right and when he, he turns yeah. to all the other guys and gives them like the thumbs up and i like the um the people in like that was it the outfield who came to every game oh yeah dressed yeah. as the indian dressed, yeah, dressed up as up. indians yeah and the um uh it's too high. The, the yeah. it, it's uh, you know, and they're arguing about the the trajectory of the <laughs> yeah. ball. The guy goes, "Who gives a shit? It's gone." Yeah, and the um, I don't they the workers who are just like they're shitty. Oh yeah, the, the <laughs> two guy, the groundskeepers, yeah. right? Speaking in another language, and the, the subtitles just say they're shitty. Yeah, um, that's all they said. Yeah, the, the relationship <laughs> between the fans and the city 
and the team. And you do see it evolve throughout the movie. And there's a lot of sort of establishing shots of the crowd. And as they, you know, as they start winning, of course, people start coming in. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so that, that was good. Uh, so then they, they, um, they eventually discover, right. The, um, they discover the, the plot by, um, by the owner, by Rachel Phelps that she wants to lose, right. The general manager comes mm. down and tells Lou Brown what she's really trying to do. And so then they get the the cutout yeah, of picture her. of her, right? Yeah. This is no, this is actually one of my problems with the movie. Okay. Because he um Taylor goes, We gotta win the whole thing, right? There's only one thing left to do. Win the whole fucking thing. Yeah. But then they play the Yankees, who are another AL team. <laughs> well, so that's a good question. And again, that's sort of the way baseball worked in the eighties. They're playing they wind up tied for the division, right? Oh, so it's their division? It's only the division. But that was to win the American League back then. I don't even think they had... They must have had East and West, and they, they did in the, in the late 80s. So in order to win the division, they had to play a one-game playoff with the Yankees. And that's oh. what the finale of the of the movie is. It's not... A, you're right. Yeah, you don't see them... I was like, the World Series? Go like, to the no, World Series. No, it's not. Yeah. No. They, they, um, they go to play a one-game playoff with the Yankees to win the division for the first time in you know how many ever years. Um, so you're that right. That makes sense. Right, and I love that they be they. Of course, you know both Connor and I are Yankee haters, so I love that the Yankees are the bad guys in this movie. Yeah, the Yankees suck. <laughs> they suck. That's all I have to say. Uh, yeah, but you know, and um, they set up the the scene with uh, with Vaughn and uh, the Yankee slugger who just keeps taking him deep every time. Um, so uh, uh, you know, of course, it comes down to um, the, you know. Um, the final game with the, uh, the 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 series on the line, but of course we have some drama before that. Um, hey, a little mumble there, but you're good. Sorry, you, pi- you mumbled there, but you picked yourself up, so Thank you're good. You. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, the uh, we get some drama where Vaughn, uh, where uh, Dorn's wife sees him with another woman on TV. Did you get this part? No, wait. Keep going. Dorn's wife sees uh, him with another woman, so in order to get back at Dorn. He go, she goes and sleeps with Ricky Vaughn. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So then before the last game, you got Vaughn being like, oh, Dorn's going to be pissed. Yeah, and avoiding yeah. him. And then the whole thing. And, he was uh, like, just get that out. Yeah. And then finally <laughs> Dorn comes to talk to him at the end when he's on. So, of course, at the end, you've got the nice, um, great scene where every player gets their moment um, in the game. Right? Yep. You get... Uh, uh, Willie Mays Hayes, you get, um, he makes a great catch, and the, the steal, you've got Serrano, who finally gives up on Joe Boo. What do you think about Joe Boo? I thought it was funny. I thought it was a good ongoing joke. Yeah, and then yeah. the one guy's like, they actually have the moment where it gets a little serious, where um, Harris is like, you should just accept Jesus Christ as your savior. Mm. Right? And they're like, oh, here we go, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> he, take, he takes the rum, and then he gets hit by the bat and everything. <laughs> but um, at the end, of course, Serrano says, I'll do it myself. And smacks the home run. Um, Vaughn gets the big strikeout. Um, and then, of course, Jake Taylor, uh, which um, I didn't know if you noticed the callback earlier in the movie when he's uh, out on the field by himself. He pretends to hit the game-winning home run. Oh, yeah. Right? And then the exact same situation happens in the game, but instead of hitting the home run, remember what he does? No, what does he do? He lays down the bunt. And he beats it out to, to win the game. You missed that part. Oh, 
No, I didn't miss it. I, I just didn't get it. Okay, so, well, that was at the end of the game, right? So he calls his shot, remember? He points out like he's going to hit oh, a yeah, home run. Oh, yeah, like, this is the first time that yeah, like he's ever done that since Babe Ruth. Exactly, yeah. and then instead of trying to hit the ball a million yards or a million feet, he... I thought he was really hurt. He looked like he was hurt. Well, that's because he's got the bad... They definitely showed you the bad knees, yeah. right? As he hobbles his way. I know. Um, I was like, God. Yeah, and uh, and so they get the win. And then, of course, uh, conveniently, the girlfriend shows up with no ring. She's not engaged anymore. I know. And, She's uh, like, he's literally staying right there. Yeah, and that's how the movie ends. Um, I, I There was one thing that I had a problem with, if you want to talk about movies. Yeah, it's... Logic... Yeah. Logic problems. Yeah, you have the worst problems with that. You just got to let it go sometimes. But let's hear your opinion on this. (laughs) Well, meanwhile, you're like, oh, well, why are they playing the Yankees? That's not a logic thing. That made sense, but you just explained to me. So So my only logic problem with the movie is, and and the movie wouldn't be the same without it, so you sort of had to do this. But remember, at the beginning, Rachel Phelps says, in order to move the team to Miami, our attendance needs to be below a certain amount. And so, at, at, and she says, we need to finish dead last, right? So our attendance yeah. will be low enough. Well, at some point when they start winning and the fans show up, you know, at some point in the season, it becomes clear they're not going to be under that attendance threshold, right? Like, uh, it's, it's before. They're not the, going to be dead last. Right, right. I mean, they're, they're, they're challenging for the title at some point. Mm-hmm. So, at, why at the end? Is she still like. Yeah, like, you, you didn't get. So at this point, you're going to make money if they win, right? You're going to get a bonus for making playoffs. That You're getting more money in ticket sales. You're getting more money in... I guess she just wants them to not be so good so they can be bad again next year. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at the I'm end of the day... I'm not going to try she, to defend the movie. But. No, she's a movie villain, and, and you know, you... But logically, if she's the owner of the team... I hope I was partners getting excited, and she's just like, just stop. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. that actually is the only other scene that I don't really like in the movie... When he stands up, uh, Charlie, the general manager, stands yeah, the up GM. and applauds. Yeah. And she says, sit down, Charlie. And he turns around. Remember what he does? He said something mean, right? No, he just sticks his tongue out and does the like raspberry thing. Oh, yeah. That was confusing. He's like... <laughs> yeah. Right? And, I, and I, I, that just seemed like... If you want to stand up to her, like you want to show him he standing said up to something. his bum. Yeah. There's F-bombs. Instead of doing that. There's yeah. F-bombs in the whole movie. He, what if you just said like, fuck you? Like, yeah. Or like give her flipper off or something. Like... You can't like, yeah. for him to give her a, a raspberry like he's five years old to me. I didn't I didn't like that scene. I'm like you got to give him a little bit of a stronger like if, if that's him standing up to his boss and saying I'm rooting for these guys no matter what. I, I would have liked it to be a little stronger. Yeah. Um. I mean that was one scene though, but still I was stupid. Yeah. So that one was one. I, uh, one scene no wonder I, I didn't remember what happened. Uh, what else? What other parts of the movie did you put down in your notes, or what else did you like or not like? I mean. Again, it was another like great movie, but I mean, it doesn't compare to Breakfast Club. I think Breakfast Club is better, but okay, interesting. Um, not really. I just have a lot of like funny jokes written down. Okay, so like, what like, were some of your favorite jokes that we didn't talk about? <laughs> when he's talking about Vaughn, he goes a juvenile delinquent in the off season. Yeah, that's he just <laughs> says it very casually. He's yeah, announcing it. Bob Euchre is so good, so good. You know my favorite? What, what's the one? Uh, when he goes, the post game report is brought to you by, ah Christ, I can't find yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> his delivery is great. There's no one's, and then he says something like, oh what, we got one goddamn hit. The guy's, like, you can't say that on the radio. He goes, no one's listening anyway. Yeah, he's just great through the whole movie. He really is. 
I mean, that's about it. That's it wraps um, up for me. Well, uh, we, we talked about everything that was on my notes. I brought up my points. I'm trying to look through mine to see what else. Did you understand the American Express commercial? That was a, really a, a sign of the times in the 80s. The American Express had that um, camp, marketing campaign, and their line was, American Express, don't leave home without it. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I don't know if you got that, but like every that was a typical... They were like talking uh, about how they like lose, and then I didn't know. I didn't get it. Yeah, so like it was a big time commercial at the time where American Express, it would always be American Express, don't leave home without it at the end of the commercial, right? It would show you someone would get in a situation and they would need a credit card and they'd be like, American Express, don't leave home oh. without it. So in the, they do the parody here where he says, don't steal home without it, Willie Mays Hayes, as he slides in. So they made a little <laughs> joke on that. I figured you probably didn't get that reference. No, I didn't. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other um, 80s references that you wouldn't have gotten. Uh, but I think that was it. Uh, movie was actually filmed con in Milwaukee, which is why I said maybe it made sense that Bob Uecker was there. Um, not Wait, so was that the real Indian Stadium? No, right? The exterior shots were of mm. real Cleveland and, and the Indian Stadium, but a lot of the interior was filmed in Cleveland, and as as were the restaurants and things. You mean Milwaukee, did. not Cleveland? Oh, sorry, Milwaukee, yes, thank I you. I got you. Yep. Um... Uh, I liked when he he drove in the bullpen car. Did you catch that when he goes to see her, Jake Taylor, and he's in the big Cleveland bullpen car with the hat on it? Oh yeah, yeah. We saw that. It, we saw the Fenway car. Yeah, we did when the we Red Sox Boston. one. Yeah, they yeah. have it at Fenway Park. They don't use them so much anymore. Um, no, but that was interesting. Yeah, just a really fun movie. Um, we didn't talk about Harris, the old junk ball pitcher, as much, right? Yeah. Crisco on his shoulder, and he, he was he was he was funny. He was like, oh, I could probably throw one more. He's like, No, you played a great game. Yeah, yeah I got one great. more in me, Skip. Yeah, he he gets his nice one when he gets to start that last game. Um, oh, and then of course um, that moment where they play Wild Thing, which is the big climax. Oh, that was the best part of the movie. Yeah, he comes into Wild Thing, and um, the fans are going nuts and singing it. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely the best character in the movie. Now, interestingly enough. Um, there was a closer, Mitch Williams, in the 80s, a real baseball closer who threw hard and was a little bit wild and took on the name Wild Thing, and they started playing that song after mm. the movie for him. He kind of took on that that whole persona. <laughs> um, you know, That's fans, funny. Yeah, I like that. Fans love singing it. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I think that's Major League. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. So let's talk about this. You say your breakfast club, you like better. What What rating out of 10 would you give Major League? Um, I think I remember giving Breakfast Club like a seven three. Like that was low. I probably shouldn't have done that. Really? Was that you said it was top fifteen of all time? I know. And it I must gave it have a been seven high. three. Really? Maybe it was higher. I thought you said higher than that, but okay. So where would you put um, Major League? Disregarding what I gave Breakfast Club, it's probably like like overall movie or just like a fun time or just everything. Well, how do you rate your movies? You have a top one hundred list. Yeah, I give it like. I give it like a good seven 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 eight. No, no, seven nine. That's good because it's not it's not an eight one. By the way, my scale is like kind of the same as Dave Portnoy's One Bite Pizza Reviews. So if you watch those, that's kind of where I'm getting at. Connor, a big fan of the of love the... Dave Portnoy. Yeah. Anyways, his thing is like an eight one is amazing. Okay. And then because you can't go over ten, and then seven nine is like really really good, and it's almost there. I probably give it seven nine. Because it doesn't crack that like amazing movie list, but it's right there. It's good. It, it, it did not break in your top hundred. Um, I got I gotta go back and review, but probably not. Okay. 
So Major League, not in your top hundred. How does it compare to other baseball movies you've seen? Um, it's good. I, a bunch of other baseball movies take it really serious. So this was a good, like, fun tone. Right. Yeah. Maybe like Sandlot. Oh yeah, but Sandlot's better. Sandlot's better. Yeah, that's a classic. Come on. Well, maybe some might people might. No, argue. I, 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 I mean, I'm not gonna be mad if you say Major League's better. I totally understand that. Uh, I probably would agree with you. I'd probably put Sandlot a notch ahead, just yeah. because of the. There's a little bit more of the sort of nostalgia and feel good uh, moments in Sandlot. I'd say my top two baseball movies are Field of Dreams and Moneyball, though. You love you I love, love Moneyball. I like the behind the scenes of it. I like the general manager stuff. Like yeah. that's what I like building the team. Well, that again, not surprised because yeah. not, you know Connor is not the player as much as he is the fan who likes yeah. the behind the scenes stuff. Um, not surprised. And too. Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt. Come on, money was Moneyball in your top one hundred? Oh yeah, it's in my top ten. Really? Yeah. Interesting. They're both in my top ten. Moneyball and Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Holy Field of Dreams is above. Yeah. Spoiling the top ten here. I love baseball. I love and I love movies. So good combination if you get it right. All right. So Major League was. A, it's a fun time. Yeah. Um, you know, one of those movies again that I like that you can kind of catch it halfway through. Right. There's no big plot that you're. No. You if know. you like, if you just walked in halfway through and someone was like, "Oh yeah, they're just trying to lose," like you're good. Yeah. Exactly. Even if you don't know they're trying to lose, like that. I just watching like you know it's sort of the bad. Have you ever seen Bad News Bears? Maybe when I was like four or five. Uh, maybe that's something to think about too. But like the, the it's the same concept, right? It's a bad team that learns to kind of overcome their challenges, put it together, and and learn how to win. And that's you know kind of what you see here. I really think the the piece that makes Major League good, aside for Bob Uecker again, who's great, is um, the characters are really memorable. Uh, the way they set them all up with their with their one fatal flaw and how they're all able to sort yeah. of overcome that. They're very memorable baseball characters. Jake Taylor to Pedro Serrano, Willie Mays Hayes, um, Ricky Vaughn. You know, these are really memorable baseball characters that I think... Um, yeah, I'm year. never going to forget this movie. Like, if you tell me Major League now, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, Major League. Right. Now, did you know there's a Major League 2 and a Major League 3? I did. I heard that they were... Garbage though. Yeah, we do. Do any of the characters return? Yeah, some of them do. Yeah, I think if I remember right, maybe I haven't seen Major League Two in a long time. But yes, <laughs> I, there are some of the characters, and then I think the third one, Back to the Miners, is maybe just Dorn. The Miners? Yeah, oh, why would you do that? Um, I know Serrano's in the second. Oh, Willie Mays Hayes. They recast him. I don't. No. Yeah, the Wesley Snipes wouldn't come back or some oh, kind of contract. Okay, dispute. well that makes sense. Yeah, and so like someone new, which is was always weird. It's like wait a second. Because yeah. Wesley Snipes is Willie Mays Hayes, of course. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, we don't need to worry too much about the sequels. All right. Nope. Um, anything else on Major League? No, I think it was a good movie. I all right, good. It all. Good. All right, let's move on and um, you know talk about other stuff. We're watching other stuff that's happening. Um, you know, we did Major League because it is baseball season, and um, that's the reason. Yep. Yeah, Opening day just happened. Has launched. Uh, you know, um, as Connor said, we're not watching a lot of Major League games um, these days because the Red Sox are pretty pitiful. Yeah, I still watch them, but it's just painful. I mean, getting swept by the Rays 13 and 0. It's yeah, not, it's not good. And and tell us again how you feel about the Yankees. I hate them. They <laughs> suck. <laughs> Why do you hate the Yankees so much? They're just like, they're just Goliaths. 
Goliaths. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm trying to say. It's not fun to root for them. They're yeah. just, it's Aaron Judge hitting a home run. Oh, fun. Like, you got to have some exciting, like, the guys that aren't as good when they come through, I feel like is just better than rooting for these guys who just are yeah. naturally huge. And it's just, why would you ever root for the Yankees? Like, I guess when you're getting born into it and you're raised in New York, but like, no, they just, I hate them. Oh, well said, Connor. Um, your I like gr- Anthony Fulby though. Your, Shout out to him. Your grandfather, who made me a Red Sox fan, would be very proud of you. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, okay. So what else besides baseball? I know you and your friends are big into baseball right now. What else besides baseball have you watched? Um, well, we finish Outer Banks, right? I did finish Outer Banks. Yep. Yep. What did you think of the ending? Because um, I said it was bad. I mean, it just gets a little more ridiculous every season. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, it should have ended right there. I actually th- thought the same thing. It would have been spoilers for season three, three of yeah. Outer Banks coming up. Um, it actually would have been a really good series, uh, series finale. I think you're right. Because not only do they kind of wrap up this ongoing story of the of the gold they've been searching for for three seasons... I actually didn't mind the little fun ending where they're like, "Oh, we're gonna." Someone's like, "Can you help us now find Black is it Blackbeard's treasure?" That's yeah. I just didn't like like Blackbeard's interesting and all if they do him right, but like I just didn't like how they were keep going like end the show. Agree, but I think it would have been a good ending just to be like, "Oh, look now, um, people are asking them to solve other mysteries, and that's cute." But and the watching whole... them solve the next mystery, I'm you're right. I'm yeah, not but that. The interested. whole thing is taken away from the show. It was them as kids, not known. Solving this mystery. Now yeah. it's just like, it's like Scooby-Doo all over again. Right, right, right. Yeah. If it's not for these meddling kids. Yeah. yeah um, and, uh, and certainly I think they will have to, if they're going to um, continue it, the show needs a little bit of a relaunch now. Well, um, I feel like that's what they're doing. Yeah. Now. But I agree with you. It kind of would have made sense to sort of end it there. It got, it definitely got ridiculous. Listen, I w- someone asked me, and I know the show's more geared towards teens your age anyway. Yeah. But somebody asked me, and I said, look, you ha- talk about logic issues. You just sort of have to suspend disbelief and just kind of go along with the This show adventure. has a lot of logic issues. Maybe yeah. too much for me. Yeah. So. It, it's kind of a, just a crazy kind of fun, teeny show. But uh, Definitely. Uh, yeah. uh, but, you know, interesting. And um, didn't you say, uh, on the complete opposite end, didn't you say that you watched White Lotus? I did, yeah. Did you watch season one and two? Yeah, I didn't like season one. Okay. But season two was really, really good. Really? Yeah. No, I, I watched them. Now, those are much more adult themes. Definitely mature. But I can watch anything. Come on. I mean, you can. But the question is, do you get it and enjoy it? I Yeah. Yeah? Well, I mean, what is there not to get? Okay, well, you didn't even... You didn't get some of the major league. You didn't know Jake Taylor bunted at the end of the movie. Okay, but that's just like, that's my <laughs> brain issue. That has nothing to do with getting it. All right, so you liked White Lotus season two. Yeah. I liked... Um, God, I don't even know her name. The main in the stupidest way. That was funny. Spoilers for White Lotus season two. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah, or maybe I'll go back and edit <laughs> that out. Um, yeah. No, uh, no, I think it's. But yeah, I she's great. Um, absolutely. Listen, White Lotus again in a very character-driven drama. Uh, I liked both seasons quite a bit. First season was a little like boring. Yeah, I feel like it took a. But they were in Hawaii, which we, you know, you love. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but um, definitely compared to the second season, it's better. Did you know Mike made that? Mike White made that show. Yeah, 
Survivor? I didn't know that. Survivor and um, uh, he's also from, what's the movie with Jack Black? Uh, School of Rock. School of Rock. Yeah. Yeah. And then went on Survivor, right? I know. I was. I didn't know that. I was like, damn. I was like, he really is really good at this. Connor also, Connor and I are also both big Survivor Survivor fans. is, when it's good, it's the best show ever. Yeah. It's not good right now. It hasn't been good, right? But, um, you know, uh, I love... Australian Survivor is good, right? Yeah, I love Australian Survivor. It's a little bit more like classic Survivor, but you know, it's the, you know, I think people think of Survivor as like a reality show, like maybe like the Kardashians or something. But it's really Survivor is not. It's like people who haven't seen it really got to give it a chance, but don't watch the current seasons. Yeah, I mean, it's the the social experiment of it, the Survivor piece. It's like the game, some like a kind of like an advanced game show, which I really enjoy. Yeah, Um, you never know how much though the edit, the edit actually, you know. That's true. Changes the story, but I enjoy it. Yeah, but yeah. So Mike White from Survivor did did do White Lotus. Yeah, um, I'm more caught up on Man. You're done with Mando. You're, I'm you not done with Mando. I just this season has not intrigued me enough to come back and watch the next episodes. Like remember during season one and two is a huge thing. Wednesday night we're gonna sit down and watch Mando. I'm excited for it. Now I like don't even. Like, I don't even remember it's on Wednesday night. You're a little young to be jaded by Mandalorian already, aren't you? Jaded? That's a big word. What does it mean? It means, like, you know, like, um, turned off by it. Like, I don't I don't like it anymore. Yeah. It's not that I don't like it. It's just, like, I'm not invested in totally as I was in season one and two. And I, I'm still going to go back and watch it at some point. Did you watch Andor? No. Oh my gosh, that was great. So you're not... So Star Wars is just... The Star Wars TV show is not doing it for you. I like... No. Yeah, kind of. But it's the same with the Marvel shows. Yeah. I, I will go on record right now as saying that Marvel should never have done any shows. Nope. They shot themselves in the foot with the TV. Yep, they 1,000% did. Yeah. They were like, oh, Disney Plus? Wouldn't it be a cool idea to do a couple of shows? Yeah. Yeah. And not that that's not to say that every show is bad or that no. I didn't enjoy pieces of it. And there have been some really good moments. But on a whole, it has weakened the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thousand percent. Wow. You're agreeing with me. I thought you would argue with me on no. that. No. I like, of course, I love Loki and I'll always love Loki. But um, could have been, didn't need to be that long six episode series. And there's only six episodes. It's yeah. not even long. I think it's my favorite. Dumb. You could have condensed it into a movie if you're going to do six episodes that are like 30 to 45 minutes. So it was Loki your favorite? Give me your yes. three top Marvel shows. Um, Probably Loki, Hawkeye, and Moon Knight. Interesting. Yeah, Hawkeye jumps well, right to the WandaVision's top. WandaVision's up there, but the ending was not satisfying. So, Really? I, thought, I mean, at least it set up Doctor Strange. Yeah, but then Doctor Strange sucked. <laughs> You're very negative tonight, Connor. Well, Marvel is not as good as it was, so it's um, sad. It really is sad because I love Marvel, and I I love some of the stuff they did in Phase Four, but Doctor Strange was was not a good movie, Dad. Was Phase Four the one that just ended? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Ant Man just started Phase Five. Right, and you loved some. Of, we had talked about this last time. I do not. Do not love much of Facebook. I didn't hate Eternals. I thought Eternals was okay, and you hated it. So. I hated Eternals. Yeah. I thought Shang-Chi was okay. What? Yeah. Shang-Chi is amazing. Yeah, Shang-Chi was good. Yeah. Solid. Fine. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't say amazing. Like, yeah. Endgame's amazing. Yeah, it, it was, was really good. good. It, was, it was a fun movie. Yep. And it was a good, good solo movies. movie. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, 
But the uh, Hawkeye is the only show I really liked. Um, Hawkeye's Marvel great. Plus, Hawkeye's uh, just great. kind of fun. Also, and I love the character of Hawkeye. So, uh, anyway, but uh, Marvel. Back to Star Wars. Uh, I am almost caught up on Mandalorian. Um, I think there's two episodes. I have to watch. I gotta them. watch four. You gotta watch two. Yeah, the last two I haven't watched. Um, again, it does a couple filler episodes in the middle, oh, but it starts God. to launch again. See, yeah. now I don't even want to watch it now. But then again, you know. The, but it, I just heard the last episode was amazing. Well, People launch, are it, gets, it's great. it gets going again with the whole. The problem with Mandalorian is. It's the same plot. Well, no, that's not the problem. I think the ongoing plot is actually really interesting. The problem well, the is. Well, the stuff it, about Mandalore, you're right. I, yeah. I shouldn't have said that. But in a TV series, they have to throw in these filler episodes. And when you're expecting, as you are, sort of a long, drawn-out story uh, that continues to advance the plot, and then you get a full episode that's sort of a fill-in, you're kind of like, what's going on? It's kind of boring. But we talked about that with The Last of Us, and you liked that piece of it in The Last of Us. So I guess sometimes it's just about execution. I I I don't... I like the story during episodes way more. But The Last of Us was different. Those were actually good. I don't have to say some of Mandalorian's filler episodes are bad. There's a couple of them I really like. Yeah, me too. Sometimes filler episodes can be the best episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like in um what's that one episode? I'm talking I'm Buffy, remember when they like cuz there's a bunch of filler episodes in Buffy. Yeah. With Connor, I, I at some point over the last, I think it was during the pandemic. During the pandemic, we, you um, me Connor Buffy did and Angel. Watch some Buffy, uh, mo- a lot of Buffy and Angel, uh, which is a nice most show. of it. I probably up to the musical episode. I've never watched the one after that. the musical. Yeah, episode. but so you were saying some of the filler episodes are good in that show. Yeah, there's one that was really good. I yeah. forget when they couldn't speak. Oh, hush! Yeah, yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, really good. Yeah, so um, it was scary. Like I jumped. Yeah, you're right, anyway. though. I think you're right about that, Con. Um, we didn't get to the movies. I really wanted to go see the new Dungeons & yeah. Dragons movie. I'm sorry. Because I thought some of the trailers are hilarious. We're, we're, we'll see it. We're going to see it. And normally it's Connor pushing me to go to the movies. But this one, I don't think he's that excited to see. Um, I think it looks really funny, and that's why I'm going to go see it. But it's not one of those I'm dying to see, like yeah. Scream 6. <laughs> Scream 6, right. <laughs> What else? Um, what else is out? Oh, apparently Mario Brothers was amazing. It broke yeah. broke records. Yeah, I wasn't I mean, seeing that coming. I, I Good for Jack there. Black. Did you hear his new viral song? No, is it a Mario Brothers song? Yeah, he he sings a song about peaches. Really? Yeah. Well, you'll have to send me that one. I haven't seen yeah. that. Um, I know you bought us tickets for Guardians, so we're yeah, in on that. We have Guardians tickets. When does that come out? May, early May. Okay. And what else? Is there anything else in the movies that we need to go see? No. Okay. I think that's... No. All right. Um, if I'm forgetting so something, then that's bad. Maybe some but... more on the... on. Um, oh, maybe we'll be able to talk about that at least. Um, Dungeons and Dragons at least by the next time we record. Um, and I think that's it. What else, anything else? What else are you watching? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I just watched Fight Club for the first time. Really? Yeah. What made you watch that? Um... Oh, and didn't you watch, um, what was the other movie you just watched for the first time that you watched um, at your girlfriend's house? Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction! You yeah. told me you watched Pulp Fiction. Oh, I watched, I watched Fight Club Yeah, with my girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. And so, did you like Pulp Fiction and or Fight Club? I didn't finish Pulp Fiction. Okay. You should pul- finish Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I know. Her thing's good. But yeah. Fight Club was good. It was a little, little bit mature for me. But then again, I just said hey, I could watch anything mature, but... Fight Club was really like, it, it was dark. 
Have you? Yeah. Do you remember it? Yeah, I only saw it the one and time. No, it, it had a really out. good plot twist though at the yeah. end. Um, but the ending was really good, and it was it was good. I probably wouldn't put it in my top hundred because it's just not not a movie for me. Yeah, not one of my favorites, as you said. It's just kind of David Fincher super dark, but yeah, um, great performances and such. And movies again, you should see at some point. Um, but it is interesting because you'll see Khan as you watch you know movies that you're watching now that you saw for the first time when you were eleven. You're seeing differently, and you know when you're watching a movie in your twenties, you're gonna see it differently than you do now at sixteen. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting to kind of see how your tastes in movies evolve and such, and you know, the whole idea of the podcast that we're doing is kind of this generational thing, and um, I'm gonna make you watch some movies maybe that aren't even great that I grew up with because I want to yeah, take because I'm just, we're just raving about every movie well because right, right now we started with a couple we're cl- two episodes in well so. we started with a couple classics and you know but there are definitely movies I watched growing up that were not classics and I, I kind of want to get your sense of them okay. um, uh, so we'll definitely do that but I was going to say I remember watching some of the movies my dad grew up with and that he loved watching and there were certainly were times in black and what some of them, and I remember there's certainly times that I remember being, you know, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, that's being a one great one, though. Right. Oh, my God, I, it's amazing. Which I've made you watch because it was one of my oh. dad's favorites. But, um, yeah, Incredible. but there are certainly some of them that I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what does my dad see in this movie? <laughs> so I'm sure there will be some of those. Um, all right. Last thing I, I like, I think it was Kurt's idea who emailed in. Oh, yeah. Let's let me, pick a number. Let me pull And let's here. just find out, uh, uh, you know, people are intrigued by Connor's top 100 movie list. Alright, so, you want to pick a number? Yeah, I'm gonna pick a number, and you're gonna tell me what that number movie is. And right, then go. we're not gonna talk, you know, too much about it. But um, let me see, uh, what number do I want to pick? Okay, now that I'm looking at this, I probably would put Major League in here. Oh yeah, because you like. Yeah, it better actually, than probably some... be like top fifty. So really, I know you like it better about. than some of the movies that you're looking at on your yeah. list. Yeah. All right. I haven't looked at it in a while. That's why. All right. So I haven't time found to revise, one that's, Yeah. To Definitely got to make some changes for the next ep. I should. I don't know. I'd love to try and do that, but I'd be, I'm sure I'd forget. It may, It took some time. All right. Anyways. Uh, should we go with a, let's go with a, um, you said top 50. So let's go with, let's go with number 50 right in the dot. The number 50 movie. Well, this is a good one. Okay. Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Oh, Avatar 2. Love Avatar 2. Where's Avatar 1 on your list? Is it higher than that? Uh, 33, so yeah. Okay. yeah. Love the movies. Love Avatar. We only saw Avatar 2 once. I mean, we just went to I mean, the movies yeah, and saw it, right? Yeah, but it was incredible. Yeah, it was very good. Very well done. Fun. Breathtaking visuals. Again, I had With some... The 3D? Come on. You're glad I made you watch that in 3D. I know you are. I love going to like those spectacle movies, so yes. I definitely was happy to go in and put on 3D glasses and give yeah. Avatar three plus hours of my time. But... uh some logic issues in that movie. Let's be, you know, like. Yeah, but I'm able to get past that because. Um, the whole Sigourney Weaver thing. She died in the first one, but she's sort of kind of alive. No, and the because. Daughter and the. Was it? Wasn't she just recast? Wasn't? Yes, yeah. but exactly. But it was a little bit. But it, so it had nothing to do with her. Old no, but it's a, that's wait. A little I think too it similar. Maybe it did though. I, I we gotta watch it again. Yeah, I thought I, I just saw it came out on. Um, yeah, yeah, it just an, came out. Yeah, Apple so we TV. can watch it. I again. actually thought. You were going to try and make your mom watch it because I don't think we she We should. Didn't, she didn't come with us, right? No, we yeah. should make her watch it. So and, and Chris didn't watch that either, our bro- my older brother. He didn't watch it. And that? he loves the first Avatar. So, yeah. Well, he's a, you know he's 18, and, and there's a couple of times that we tried to go to the movie, and he's always got other plans, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which is part of my Set problem with Connor now. Me. You're starting to get like that. I'm like, Con, let's watch a movie. And you're like, I'm busy. I'm well, doing this. I'm... I am in high school, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> that is true, Con. That is true. All right. Number 50, Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Yeah. Um, putting Love away it. Major League for today. Uh, so, um, again, if you'd like to email us, uh, please do so at beforemepodcast.com. Uh, and you can, or excuse me, beforemepodcast at gmail.com. And you can uh, join us on our Facebook page at My Father Before Me. Yep. Do uh, that. And send us in ideas of other movies that you'd like. You know, really, you know, focusing on 70s, 80s, the movies that I grew up with, the, the ones I, I'm trying to get Connor's take on. Maybe we'll delve into the 70s and some older movies and kind of get your take on like those too. Like classic, like, trilogies and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm just, and again, some. Well, uh, like, no, nah, it doesn't have to be a trilogy, like. Series, you know, yeah, I'm yeah but not as many really. In there, I mean, I guess you got the Godfather movies and things like that, so yeah, we can look into well, some of those. Um, yeah. of course, you know, we talk a lot about like sci fi and the superhero stuff that interests me because those movies were very different in the 70s and 80s. Um, mm. you know, just because the technology, you know, they didn't have the computer generated technology, so everything had to be done with you know, puppets and stop motion animation and things. So there's some pieces there that I think you'd find. I like the puppets though, like Yoda and Empire Strikes Back. Oh yeah. It's way that... better than the, what they did in the prequels and CGI. I don't, oh my God, I don't like the prequels. Yeah, but that's what's so interesting, right? And that's what makes Star Wars, of course, such a classic. The, and the so way controversial. They, they use those, um, you know, the, the way they made those um, special effects, right? are just amazing. So yeah, we'll have to do some of that. But um, if you have ideas uh, for uh, movies that you'd like us to uh, to check out, um, please send them along. And actually, um, when I, I thanked um, uh, a couple people at the beginning, we should also thank uh, Steve, Steve Blahicka, my buddy, who suggested our first movie of Breakfast Club, which was, of course, I think the perfect launching. Yeah, thanks, uh, Steve. Thanks. Uh, so shout out to Steve for that. Thanks, so, bro. Uh, anyone else have ideas? Please send them in. Uh, Con, anything else that you'd like to talk about tonight? Um, no, we'll leave it for the next up. All right, great. Uh, until next time, thanks for listening to My Father Before Me. I'm Brian Perillo. I'm Con Perillo. And we'll see you next time. See ya.